Good morning. Indeed, we made it to Friday. T-G-I-F, that's for sure. Well, kicking things off on Fab Friday is our good friend Brian Shimming from the Republican Party of Wisconsin. Good morning, Brian. How are you? How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, thanks. Sunny day up here. How about down in uh, the uh, mini swamp? It's it's physically, uh, it's atmospherically and mentally overcast, as always. Uh, <laughs> Very good. Great way to characterize it. Love that. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. The mini swamp is overcast. Oh, right. Yeah. Indeed it is. And it's it's highly overrated as well. <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. Well, well that, that was my relief last weekend. I had a 750-mile weekend uh, last weekend. Uh, up in your listening area, actually, I was um, I overnighted Rhinelander Friday, and then I spoke at the I spoke in Eagle River uh, in the morning at the Vilas County Caucus, and then went to Prentice and was there for the uh, uh, up there for the Price County Caucus in Lincoln Day, which was great as well, and then over to uh, over to see our friend John Ringheimer at uh, at the uh, Sawyer County. Lincoln Day at uh, Hayward, and that was a terrific event. So, and then I stopped in Eau Claire on the way back, and so. But that's the kind of commitment, you know, that we got to show if we're going to win all parts of the state. You know, a vote counts the same, whether it's in Wausau or Tomahawk or Eagle River or Hayward or Milwaukee or Green Bay, and that's that's the that's our job this November is getting people there. Well, yeah, and uh, let's talk about. The the ways in which a Republican voter can uh, vote in advance. I know the Bank the Vote is, is an initiative throughout the country. But yep. if you would explain um, why that's important and how that, how that actually conserves uh, Republican resources. So what I say when I speak to groups uh, uh, and I... I take a little bit different approach than some other folks do, and I'm all about bank the vote. We were the first state in the country, actually, Wisconsin was, to roll out the uh, bank your vote program, which means to vote early. And it's as simple as this. Uh, I always pick out two people in the front of a crowd, and I say, look, I got Joe Lunchbucket and Susie Beerframe sitting here. And Joe is a regular Republican voter, so he's pretty much always with us. But I still got to make sure he votes, number one. And number two, if I can get Joe to vote a couple of weeks early, let's just say I can. Joe votes uh, either at his clerk's office or by mail a couple of weeks early. What is it that I don't have to do to Joe anymore? All these phone calls, all these texts, all the mail, people knocking at your door, all the different ways that people get bombarded in election year. That can stop for Joe by voting early. So if I if I save Joe all that grief, he votes a couple of weeks early. Uh, I save a lot of resources, volunteer time, paid people, mail, phones, digital, all that. So I save a lot of resources. Now I can spend those resources on the person sitting next to him, Susie Beerframe. And Susie Beerframe may only be, eh, you know, a 40 or 50 percent Republican voter. She can be convinced, she can be persuaded, but we got to have the resources to do so. So if I can take the save the resources that I'm wasting on Joe and spend it on Susie, uh, we start winning elections. Uh, the truth is, uh, the big Republican governor wins around the country, like 
uh, Ron DeSantis, like Glenn Youngkin in Virginia. I could name any number of them. They actually won because of early voting, not in spite of it. So that's that's just one way to explain the importance of early voting. And in a state like Wisconsin, you know, you're going to have a big turnout uh, in a presidential year. We're probably going to need a million seven, million seven and a half to win statewide. Uh, we we do that. We get an extra thirty, forty, fifty thousand people to early vote in this state, and we can win Wisconsin. All right. So, can you explain for our listeners? There there was a listener that called in yesterday and asked and wanted to clarify how the Republican Party and conversely the Democrat Party is able to determine who has voted early. How does that work? Right. So uh, voting records are public records, not how you vote, but but um, the fact that you did vote. There are public records really in every state of the country. So you can find out that people voted. Uh, you can find out when people asked you know, for absentee ballots so you can track it. But of course, you can't find out how they voted. Wisconsin, part of the reason we have to spend so much time on that in Wisconsin, Meg, is that uh, Wisconsin, unlike a lot of states, if not most states, is not a party registration state, and and we have not been in my memory. Um, uh, you know, dozens of other states are party registration. We register as a Democrat or register as a Republican. Doesn't mean you have to vote that way, but you register that way. Well, the the other problem, the challenge that we have, is in addition to not having the campaigns have is in addition to not registering as a Republican or Democrat, we don't have partisan primary ballots anymore. We used to, I remember voting 20 years ago, and you'd have to ask for a Republican or a Democrat primary ballot. Well, we don't have those anymore. So it's hard to identify people. We have to spend more resources than they do in other states. So the fact that you requested an absentee ballot or that you voted on Election Day, that is public. It's public all over the country. That's not going to change anytime soon. But um, so so we have to work with some constraints in Wisconsin that that other states don't have. Well, and the and and really the fact of the matter is Democrats have been doing this very well for quite some time and not to rip on Republicans. But we traditionally or historically are vote same day voters or same day election voters. Right. And, And we have to obviously we this is another tool in our toolbox to try to help us prevail uh, in upcoming elections. And until there are significant changes with a Republican governor with regard to voting, early voting, we have to work with what we have. I mean, is that a fair assessment? Right. No, that is a fair assessment. I mean, look, if you and I and your listeners sat down with a pile of bar napkins and wanted to rewrite elections law in Wisconsin, we'd probably all agree 100% on some changes. I mean, I'm a I'm a paper ballot only guy. I would only have people voting on paper ballots, even if they were fed into machines. I, I believe in having paper ballots and, and some other protections. But I, I can't change that law unless we have a Republican legislature and a Republican governor. Well, we don't have one of those things right now. So I have to deal with the toolbox that's out there. And uh, so it's important to do that. I, I always say, you know, what's interesting about that is that or, or about early voting is that years ago, Republicans actually did it more, incrementally more, because, you know, 
some folks were down south for the winter or there'd be, you know, other reason to take off or something like that. We actually did a little bit more than Democrats. Well, after the pandemic, that, that flipped around pretty significantly. So I said when I became chairman, we're going to play catch-up ball here. I'm not going to leave a completely legal tool in the toolbox uh, for the Democrats to use. And we sit around going, well, we're not really sure we like that, so we're not going to use that. Well, I'm not going to decide before the campaign that we're going to lose because we leave tools in the toolbox, which is why we're pushing early vote, uh, among other things. And as you know, it's just plain and simple. That's what it is. We can't win the state on the long term unless we take advantage of early vote. So and, and it's not that there aren't issues. I mean, I'm a big election security guy. As you know, I've done a lot of recounts, things of that nature. So we're going to do everything we can legally do. Uh, to track folks who've asked for absentee ballots, to make sure we contact them, uh, make sure they get their absentee ballot, make sure they return their absentee ballot. Republicans do that in this state, and we're going to win more statewide elections. So speaking of winning statewide elections, let's talk Eric Hovde. We were chatting off air, and I noted earlier this morning during an earlier segment that, of course, it's being reported as as, is the— is the way of the mainstream media. Uh, the first thing they say about Eric Hovde, wealthy GOP banker. And, I, you know, I noted, gosh, they don't they don't characterize Democrats in the same way. The wealthy limousine liberal, uh, very extremely wealthy. Let's let's talk Nancy Pelosi, shall we? But they never talk. Sure. They never characterize a Democrat in that in that same way. Yeah. Republicans make money bad. Democrats make money good. Uh, it's so it's so hypocritical. It's so phony. It's ridiculous. And so now, you know, you have Eric Hovde, as the, the report is, he'll be jumping in next week. I anticipate talking to him today. I, look, I like the situation I'm in. I'm we, you know, we'll have a primary probably on the Republican side. And uh, but I, you know, we've got some good candidates from Stevens Point, Stacey Klein from over in Trumbull County. She's great. I, I'm. I like the situation I'm in. I, I tell people. I was saying to reporters yesterday. I don't mind a primary. I just don't want a knife fight in a phone booth. And and the, when you look back, Meg, the last couple of years, let's just say where we've lost is where we've had. And let's be just blunt about it here: a governor's race, a Supreme Court race, an attorney general's race, where you had a knife fight in a phone booth in the primary. Well, if, if people can just run and run on their own strengths, not that they can't disagree with their opponents, that's okay too, but if they don't turn it into a bloody knife fight uh, and, and, and you know come back unified after the primary, uh, we'll be a lot better. So it's not that primaries are bad. I mean, uh, uh, Mr. Aldi comes with a lot of resources into the race, which is fine. Uh, I, don't, I like the situation I got. If I'm the Democrats, I'm petrified about Tammy Baldwin. They're on the attack already against our Republican candidates, against Eric Hovde. They were out going after him yesterday for one reason. Tammy Baldwin is not in good political shape. Here here you've got somebody who's a 12-year incumbent, and her favorable, unfavorable number is upside down. Her unfavorables are actually higher than her favorables on the last Marquette poll. So if I'm them, I have a long time incumbent that everyone supposedly loves. Well, the polling doesn't show that. I always say to folks when they go, oh, oh gosh, Tammy Baldwin, she might be tough to beat. I always say, 
has anyone seen Senator Russ Feingold around lately? <laughs> right. Because he supposedly was impossible to beat. And, and a Tea Party conservative out of uh, Oshkosh, Ron Johnson, came up and beat him by 100,000 votes. So don't ever tell me she can't be beat. Uh, we, a Republican can win this U.S. Senate race. And I'll say this, uh, if a Republican beats Tammy Baldwin uh, in November, the Republicans will control the United States Senate. So, and, you know, as I say, one of the two axioms in politics that never changes is candidates matter. And I agree. I mean, a primary, we have we have a slate of candidates. However, I would prefer, like you referred to, I don't want to see a knife fight in a phone booth either. I would prefer that the primary candidates tell me how they're going to beat Tammy Baldwin, how it is that they have the uh, qualifications, they have the ability, they have what it will take to beat Tammy Baldwin. Don't tell me how you're going to beat someone in the primary, because that's a Republican. I want to hear specifically about why you're running to beat Tammy Baldwin. Yeah, I think Republican primary voters are smart. They, they, you know, they see, they can compare the different candidates based on their, and, and, and again, that doesn't mean there's not going to be some disagreements between the candidates. That's okay. But but if we at least keep it at a, at a certain level, right, uh, we end up winning. The, the focus on who we ought to defeat is not each other. It ought to be Tammy Baldwin. Ron Johnson was completely focused on beating Tammy Baldwin. He didn't have a big primary, but he was completely focused on beating Russ Feingold, I should say. Right. And he beat him when nobody thought that Ron Johnson could win that race. And then he turned around and did it again by the same number, 100,000 votes, six years later. So I just say, you know, this isn't, for me, this isn't just some unity speech. This is a really practical way to look at this. Strategy. And, and yeah, it, it really is. I mean, when people tell me candidates don't matter, they don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Candidates matter. Absolutely. I mean, you and I have been involved in dozens and dozens of campaigns over the years. And, and the truth of the matter is that the candidates, someone who, who has a good story, has can speak clearly about a conservative vision, can talk about how they're going to win, they end up winning. If, if candidates spend their time knocking each other over the head with a two-by-four, uh, they usually don't win the general because they're so damaged in the primary, there's nothing left. So let's let's focus on a positive, conservative, save America message, and uh, and we can win this thing. I'm really convinced of that. Well, and you know, let's let's uh, go back to the bank the vote uh, topic again. Uh, you know, Will Martin, our friend Will Martin, ran for lieutenant governor. He's a friend of the show as well. He he. Uh, tweeted just, oh, I would say sometime this past week, and he stated, Democrats vote early, Republicans vote on Election Day. Snowstorm that hit New York hurt GOP and contributed toward loss. If WISC GOP candidates are going to win, we have to have more conservatives vote early. So again, the bank your vote message is so critical. And it's, I mean, no one, 
I mean, I know I have a magic eight ball here in the studio, but nobody can predict what's going to happen in the future. Who knows if we're going to have uh, a, right. a, a storm or, so, or some sort of storm in your life, so to speak, that prevents you from voting on Election Day? Why not take care of it before? I always say, do you pay your bills on the day that they're due or do you send them in in advance? I mean, that's just another example of, of how important it is to, I, I say, it is a... Uh, it, an obligation to ensure that you get your vote in and banking your vote in light of the fact that the Democrats are funded, heavily funded by lim- out-of-state out limousine liberals. We need right. to be able to conserve our resources and use our money wisely to reach those that aren't necessarily a solid, um, reliable Republican vote. And the truth is we don't have to... You know, I mean, if you just are going to vote Election Day, that's the way you've always always done it, and that's the way you're going to do it. But, you know, I understand. Hey, I'm usually an Election Day voter, but I want to save the party and candidates money. So if I personally, I mean, I'm on the voter list. I don't think I've missed a vote ever. Uh, But I'm going to, if I, you know, for whoever campaigns or whatever, that send direct mail out or do whatever, if I'm still on their list, I vote early. They can take me off their list and spend the money somewhere else. I mean, that's part of the beauty of this thing. Uh, it, it's not that we don't all would love to go, hey, I like going to the firehouse and voting on election day. I don't mind saying it. But on the other hand, we got we got to win this thing. And we can win the thing, but, but, but part of it is going to be uh, banking your vote early. Part of it is going to be election security, and we're going to have the – the biggest, best election security operation we've ever had. Lawyers, uh, 5,500 know, 5, poll workers, thousands of poll watchers. We're going to take that to a to a new level. And so uh, it's not that everything's perfect, but, but what I know is the bigger Republican turnout I can get, as cheap as I can get it, to be candid, you know, without having to spend money all the way until 8 p.m. election night, uh, you know, on, on folks who could easily vote early. Uh, that's how, you know, that's how we're going to end up winning. And Republicans around the country, as I say, people like Glenn Youngkin, like Governor DeSantis, like uh, Republicans in California have used early vote to win, not to lose, but to win. We get another, Meg, somebody asked me, a national reporter asked me this yesterday. I, I was like, look, I get another six, seven, eight percent of Republicans in the state to vote early and save resources and spend them on on independent or undecided voters, we're gonna we're gonna beat Joe Biden. Early voting is fiscally responsible. There, it it, it actually is. So so take that. No. So in closing, the other thing that you know, I, I just I keep coming back to about uh, well about even campaign donations is that if i'm not mistaken and you can correct me if i'm wrong is that a a dollar uh donated to the party goes farther than a dollar to the candidate because the party gets better rates is that correct yes and certainly to third parties and the reason that is uh just so people understand is that and this goes by the way for the democrat and republican parties uh, state parties in wisconsin are non-profits and so we we could buy at a cheaper rate uh, than than third party and third parties. And God bless them. I know a lot of great third party people, but they spend top dollar because they're not nonprofits. Uh, state parties, including the Republican Party of Wisconsin, are nonprofits. 
So we get to stretch the dollar in two ways. Number one, we can do things cheaper. But number two, we can do it for the whole ticket, literally from the courthouse to the White House. So that's why we do all this voter ID work and get out the vote and phones and all those types of things. That's why Ron Johnson turned part of the reason why Ron Johnson turned his whole, you know, field operation and everything over to the state party because we can do it more efficiently. So a contribution to the state party uh is a very very efficient way to contribute a dollar uh in Wisconsin. And I guarantee you the Democrats are out making the same case uh to their contributors. I salute Ron Johnson for making that decision. Well Brian Schimming are you uh, making your way up north at all anytime in the next few weeks? Or are you I, I will else? be. I'm, I'm on the road. We're in Lincoln Day and caucus season. I'll be on the road to four events between now and Monday, oh, uh, between tomorrow morning and Monday. And, of course, I was all over uh, north of 29. And uh, people down here think uh, up north is north of Portage or Stevens Point. I say up north is north of Highway 8. And uh, uh, so I have a different definition of north than some of these people out here. Uh, But, yeah, I'll be back up there, and I want to get in studio with you. I love coming to Wausau, that's for sure. Well, good. We'll make make it a date. Hey, take your multivitamin. I want you to stay healthy. Uh, I will. Every morning. All right, good. Well, thanks again. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. We'll talk soon. All right, thanks. Thanks. Going to the 830 News, followed by your calls on the other side, 715-845-2155 on the Mega Ellison Show on WSAU.